0: Well, Razorback fans, let's talk a little football because I think that there is a very interesting question out there about K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. Can they be the best quarterback running back duo of all time at Arkansas? People are asking. Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday, right? Tuesday is when I'm putting up. I'm about to leave for Hoover for the SEC uh, baseball tournament. And I probably may, well, we'll see about a podcast. I may have to wait until after the game, I think, the Razorback baseball game against uh, whoever ends up playing. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you updated on that too. But I'm also, uh, I got a new computer, and I'm doing a little bit of more high-quality video, and, and I'm still trying to figure out the audio. Like, it's so late right now. It's almost midnight. I've been working on this for four hours. Not as easy as it sounds. So if I sound a little off in the audio, hopefully it's at least sounds okay. But uh, eventually I will put it together and get this thing hammered down. You're, I know you're probably frustrated by it, but uh, just trying to make it all be the best it can be. And sometimes it's a trial and error thing. Uh, so uh, so we'll we'll talk about that later though, and and get into that. But I mentioned in the opening about Rocket Sanders and KJ Jefferson, and I think that there was a conversation that I was having with a few. Individuals that know a lot about, of course, Razorback sports and uh, football and, and everything. And the question became of looking at just what uh, KJ and Rocket could end up doing this year. It's pretty incredible. Uh, if you think about it, just since KJ Jefferson's been here, uh, he's been, this is going to be his fifth season playing for Arkansas. Uh, he did play in 2019 for a split second. He played in 2022 a little bit, in 2021 and 2022, or 2019. Played for a split second 2020, played for a little bit 2021 and 2022. He was the starting quarterback for Arkansas, and now he's going into 2023 being the guy once again. Um, we know in 2019, he only came in as a, uh, a replace. Uh, just like it was Chad Morris, so I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to bring it up, but uh, it, was a, it was a mess. But he came in for a little bit, and, and people just got to see a little bit of his capabilities. 2020, he came in when uh, Felipe Franks was out. And he stepped right in and, and did a good, really good job of showing casing that he is the guy of the future. And we know how good he did in 2021, where he threw for 20, almost 2,700 yards, also rushing for about 660, and had 21 touchdowns and only four interceptions, while also scoring six touchdowns on the ground. Like a really, really great year. But... People kept wondering, oh, that's just about Traylon Burks. Now, you know, it's easy when you have Traylon Burks out there to be able to throw those around. But then the next year, without Traylon Burks, he ended up having an incredible game, incredible season, where he didn't play two games, essentially. Like, he did not play two games in that year. And he still threw for 2,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, five picks, uh, threw 68% of his passes, and rushed for nine touchdowns that year. So his stats increased and his box scores were great, and he was just a great overall player. Like he he was awesome, and he was somebody that had all the right reasons for everybody to root for and to be excited about. And I mean, it was just perfect. It was absolutely perfect for what Arkansas was trying to do uh, in the next level. And he's coming back. He's he's coming back. He's healthy. He's looking good, feeling good. He got Dan Enos as the new OC, but it seems like everything's going pretty according to plan so far. But then you also throw in Rocket Sanders. Who Rocket Sanders is entering into his junior year. And his freshman season, he got a lot of playing time, and it was him and Dominic Johnson were really the, the best running backs on the team though that year. Uh, Dominic Johnson was still suffering injury right now, but he had a bunch of true freshmen essentially out there, but they were having to make plays. And Rocket did a really good job. He, had, he played in every game. He had 114 attempts for 578 yards. It was about 5.1 yards a carry. He had five touchdowns on the ground. Also had a receiving touchdown. Uh, So nice little numbers there for a freshman. But then in 2022, he really bursted through the seams because Dominic Johnson was out for the whole year. Uh, And he ended up rushing for 1,443 on 222 attempts. Six and a half yards per carry at 10 touchdowns on the ground and two through the air and had over 1,700 all-purpose yards and 12 touchdowns total incredible. Like I still think he was the best running back in the SEC, even though some people in the voting didn't think so, but I felt like he was without question. And now here you are trying to look at these two guys and ask the question of okay, but how good could they be? Because if you think about it just here in recent Razorback history, like I know that you could probably go way back in time and people will start bringing up other people and other players and whatnot, which is fine, but let's just look at the modern history. Let's look at from 2000 on or even the SEC era. That's where I look at it. Let's look at the SEC era. You've had guys like Ryan Mallett and Nile Davis. Incredible running back, quarterback duo. You had Brandon Allen and Alex Collins. Also incredible quarterback, running back duo right there. But besides that, you had maybe Austin Allen and Raleigh Williams a little bit. like They had a pretty good run. That was really it. Like, even Darren McFadden, Peyton Hillis, and Felix Jones, when those guys were running through, they didn't really have great quarterback play. And then when Matt Jones was quarterback, he was more of a running back himself in the way he ran. And he had a couple good running backs with him, too, but I would never consider them to be some of the most best duos out there. So I feel like that's really all you have in the SEC era. You could throw in maybe a Clint Sterner and a Madre Hill. You know, uh, you know, if you wanted to go that route. But to me, it's pretty limited as far as in the SEC era. So when you think about that and you start ranking the, the different combos when it comes to all of those things, who do you feel good about? Like, who who do you think is going to be that person that takes it to the next level or that, that, you know, that group that really puts it into perspective and really makes it great? It's hard to really tell, It's hard to really know one way or the other, but... I would certainly argue that K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders right now are in great position to be the best. I would probably say Mallet and Niall Davis were the best together, but that was also only for one year. <laughs> Remember, because Niall Davis dealt with injury. And so you only had that for one year. And the same thing with like Alex Collins and Brandon Allen. They only had one year in 2015, which... Who was the uh, offensive coordinator for that? Uh, of course how could you forget so I started thinking about that I'm like okay it could truly be the best quarterback and running back duo in Arkansas history at least in the SEC and the way that they've been going and the trajectory and where they're trending and all those things I don't think it's too crazy and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility like I think it's legitimate and Razorback fans have reasons to believe it's legitimate so what's it going to take for them to do that? Well, of course, the success of the team always goes along with it because you want the players to be on a successful team that actually moves forward and have some success there, too. So what are we talking about here? What are we looking at here? Well, I believe that if you can get K.J. Jefferson to elevate his game to where he is a 3,000-yard passer, I'm not saying that's the only way you can be successful, but if he gets that 3,000-yard mark and... You also have him rushing for 800 yards. Yeah, Not out of the realm of possibility. I don't know how much you want him running anyways because uh, you want him to stay as healthy as possible, but we know when Jalen Hurts was there with Dan Enos over at Alabama, Jalen Hurts almost rushed for 1,000 yards. So I think it'll be part of their game, especially if there's a major weapon like that. But I feel like if K.J. Jefferson gets that 3,000-yard mark, And we'll just say 800 yards. Say it's like an incredible year, like all-SEC caliber season and possibly even in a Heisman Trophy race. And Rocket can even get close to replicating what he did this past year. I mean, he rushed for over 1,400 yards this past season on six and a half yards a carry. That's not easy. That's not just, you know, chump change. That's an incredible year. So I think it would be almost unfair to ask him to replicate that as far as the numbers go. But even if he gets close, Folks, I'll go out and say it. KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders will be the greatest quarterback running back duo in Razorback history. If they have those types of numbers. Like they're already, they already had a great year last year. But when you get two years of them, that doesn't happen very often. All the ones we just mentioned, you only had one year of, really. And then in other cases, in other parts of history, too, you didn't always have it overlap and, and go together. So I think Arkansas is in great shape to be able to, to make this to where it's like exactly what you want it to be and how you want it to be uh, when you're putting together an offense and trying to take those next steps further. But I just thought it was a really interesting thing of uh, knowing in this day and age, too, how many running backs you go with. Like Arkansas has got a lot of talented running backs to, to deal with and to, to have, and uh, I, I just think that they're in a great position to where they can make it, you know, take that next step forward there, too. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about baseball on the other side of the break. First, got to tell you about FanDuel. And folks, we know at the NBA playoffs and the conference finals going on, right now is the time to go with FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000. There's no better best place to bet when it comes to playoff action than America's number one sports book, FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. All you got to do is just go to that website, FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner, of the nba you are locked on razorbacks your daily podcast on the arkansas razorbacks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day all right so continuing on with the locked on razorbacks podcast uh, i wanted to give a shout out to old dave van horn baseball side of things as it was officially announced that he was named sec coach of the year rightfully so rightfully chosen, and no, there was no co-SEC Coach of the Year. It was all about Dave Van Horn. This is his 21st, uh, this is the first release from Arkansas, but he's the 21st for, for a season as a head coach, and it's the fourth SEC championship in the second of the last three seasons, and he was voted the SEC Coach of the Year for the third time in his career when he won in 2004 and also in 2021. He led the Hawks to their second and third conference titles, and he is one of three active coaches along with Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt and Florida's Kevin O'Sullivan to be named the SEC Coach of the Year at least three times. And, I again, I think that he's going to have to be in the mix for the National Coach of the Year. I don't think he'll win it just because I don't think people really watch or pay attention to as much baseball as they probably should depending on what part of the country they're in. And so, you know, maybe they give it to Wake Forest's coach. Stanford is really good, but I'm like, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not. maybe I'm the one that's like kind of poo-pooing on it, but I'm like, eh, whatever, like, you know, is that, does baseball really happen out there in the Pac-12 as much as what people try to make it out to be? I don't know, and maybe that's my fault, maybe that's my problem, but uh, I feel like there's probably out there people in the West Coast that feel the same way. They're like, I don't care about Dave Van Horn or about Arkansas, what do you do? Oh, okay, great, you won the SEC, why would I vote you coach of the year? Well, it's when you actually dive into the details and start seeing exactly what he had to go through as a, as a coach, and Uh, What the team had to go through with the amount of injuries, but then to still win the SEC is stupid. It is so great and so stupid. I still, it just like blows my mind. You know, it's, it's, I think, like people bring up to me, they're like, well, if, if the coaches were just able to, you know, be out there and, and just coach the guys full strength, you're telling me that they would have been like, 56 and nine this year, and they would have just plowed through everything. And the answer to that is no, honestly, folks. Like I, yeah, I don't want anyone to be hurt. And there's a reason why guys were starting, but you know, we always think about it in the in the terms of whether it's football, basketball, baseball, however you want to look at it. But you always look at it where it's like, okay, you got the starter, and you got the backup. All right. Well, the starter is far and away better, and if the starter goes down, the backup has to come in. We're screwed. Because there's a significant drop off, and there's a reason why that guy's starting, and the reason why that guy is not starting, and that ends up being a problem. We see it happen all the time. We see it happen in football. A quarterback goes down. Oh crap! You know what, what are we going to do now? In basketball, oh crap! Who's going to step up and and try to make up for that? It's tough. But that's where I feel like it's not this year. Where if the guys stayed healthy for Arkansas, like all of them, I'm talking about all the pitchers, everybody. I don't think that that would have made Arkansas win 10 to 12 more games because I feel like when the starters are up here for Arkansas baseball, the backups are right here for the most part. There's not a significant drop off after them, but there are reasons and slightly being better and the reason why those guys get the start. That's a fact. And so I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, that to me is what's one of the most, if not the most incredible thing about Dave Van Horn. And winning SEC Coach of the Year and why he should be National Coach of the Year is not just the fact that he's been able to navigate through this season and winning the SEC with the amount of injuries, but he has put together such an incredibly gifted team with overall talent that's through the roof that it's almost mind-blowing to think about how this team has been able to do the things that they've been able to do, considering where you have limited scholarships at 11.7, uh, the, the highly recruited competitive recruiting in the SEC. you know, Everybody's got a, a top class, it seems like. But in order to get guys to buy in and to be backups, which I, I love the quote that Dave Van Horn had when Arkansas was playing, uh, I guess, was it South Carolina? Or was it Vanderbilt? I think it was Vanderbilt? I man, I, I can't remember. I'm just, my brunt days, games are undue. But anyways, uh, it was when uh, Hunter, uh, not Hunter Holland, it was when uh, Peyton Holt, jeez, I'm losing my mind. Peyton Holt was the guy that stepped up at second base when Peyton Stovall went out and he was making great plays. And then Dave was just like, are you kidding me? That's my backup. You know, is what he's saying. He's like, cause that was the place that he was making. He's like, that's my backup. I think it was Vanderbilt. But the point is, is like, he, he's just like that That guy's making plays. And, and but he called them not backups. He says, I don't call them backups. I don't refer to them backup. You're a future starter, which is, you know, way, maybe a coach speak of way of approaching it. But, I appreciate because I think there's a lot of truth in I think it's something that they buy into. Hey, we're we're not we're not scrubs, we're not trash. We can step up and we can come into these roles and we can play and we can play at a high level. And when the guy in front of us moves on or graduates or whatever it may be, it'll be our turn to step up into the mix and, and get after it and get it done. So I just think that there's a lot of things about Dave Van Horn that needs to be respected as it is, but especially in this case and, and working it out the way that they needed to work it out. So I was just uh, extremely impressed by what they've done and how they've done it. And hopefully, it continues on and the way that they're trying to do that as well. Uh, we will talk a little about basketball and some updates from that uh, for Razorbacks. And, you know, I wish I could say I have an update at the time of this recording about other things too, but that's okay. We'll have to wait and see, but we'll get to that on the other side of the break here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. We know that the Razorback basketball team is still in flux as far as their roster and all of that. And, uh, you know, we're still waiting on some of the more additions that might be coming into place here very soon. But I do believe that with what Arkansas has done and what they're going to do as far as with Jordan Walsh and, and Devo Davis, to me, that's kind of the biggest thing right now is what they got to look at and what they got to do. They got to be able to, to make this work. They got to be able to, to put this thing together and to try to, you know, see if they come back, which would be great. But if they don't come back, you know, it's like understandable. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. It's not the greatest thing. but. Either way, Jordan Walsh did say at the NBA Combine, uh, he was talking about if he's coming back or what his chances are coming back or whatever it may be, and he simply said, it would kind of be just if some team told me that they were going to take me for sure, I would leave that to my agency. I go out and I hope and let let him tell me when I'm done, you feel me? That's how I take it, just one step at a time. Now, what in the world does that mean? I don't really know. I have no clue. I don't know what I'm supposed to take from that. But I, I look at it and I'm like, okay. It's, he says, it would kind of just be if some team told me that they were going to take me for sure. So what that tells me, just forget the rest of the stuff because that doesn't matter. What that tells me is that he's looking at it as, if someone's going to draft me, if they tell me they're going to draft me, I'm gone. I'm gone for sure. And that may actually happen. Like, he's got a lot of upside to it. It may actually happen. But when he's saying that that's the case, that's what's going to take, maybe, just maybe, there's a little bit more to it. Maybe it's not just so set in stone. Maybe it's going to take a little bit more for uh, Jordan Walsh to take that next step and move on. Because maybe he's somebody It's like, hey, if you, unless you're guaranteeing me a draft spot, I'll, uh, I'll just go back to college. And wouldn't that be something? Especially if uh, you know, that had to mix. Now, I'll be honest. I think that Jordan Walsh is going to go. I think he's going to move on. I think he's going to go to the NBA, and I think it's all going to be good for him, and that's going to be great. I think he gets drafted too. I think all that goes down. But, man, it, the way he made it sound, it certainly gave the vibes that he would return unless unless he gets drafted, he's returning. So, I don't know. That's going to be quite a conundrum and quite interesting to see once draft day comes around, uh, if he actually gets taken, and if that spot's still available for him at Arkansas under Eric Musselman. We'll have to wait and see.